Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. Nahmaduhu, wa nasta'inuhu, wa nasta'firuhu, wa nu'minu bihi, wa natawakalu alayhi. Wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina, wa min sayyati amalina, ma yahdihillahu falamudillalah, ma yudlilhu falahadiyalah, wa nashadu an la ilaha illallah, ونشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله وصلى الله عليه وسلم تسليمًا كثيرًا كثيرًا أما بعد فنعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وقال الله تعالى في القرآن الكريم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اصبروا وصابروا ورابقوا واتقوا الله لعلكم تفلحون صدق الله My beloved brothers and sisters, we praise Allah, we thank Allah, we praise, we thank, we lovingly appreciate Allah, and thus we say Alhamdulillah. Nahmaduhu, we praise, we thank, we lovingly appreciate Him. Wanasta'inuhu, we seek His help. Wanastaghfiruhu, we seek His forgiveness. Wanu'minu bihi. We believe in him and we trust and rely upon him. And we seek refuge with Allah from the wrong within ourselves and the wrong actions in our actions. And whomever Allah guides, none can misguide. And whomever Allah lets astray, none can guide. We bear witness that there is no ilah but Allah. There is no master but Allah. We are servants to none but Allah. There is no God but Allah. And we seek from Allah to shower his blessings upon his servant and messenger, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and many more, and many more, kathiran kathira. And my beloved brothers and sisters, I ask you the same question that I ask every time I stand in this position, and that is for you and I to take a look at ourselves and ask ourselves what is changing. What is changing in the world around us? What is changing in our society? What is changing in our relationships? What is changing in our hearts? This is especially relevant at this point of the year because we talk about New Year resolutions. When we make promises to ourselves about what we are going to change over the course of this next year with a goal of self-improvement, with a goal of personal transformation. And to make this point a step further, I ask you to consider, is it not one of the purposes of religion to transform you, that you are this person and you're seeking to be this person? And then you need to go through the process in between, the process of growth, the process of self-awareness, of self-accounting, towards self-transformation, towards, inshallah, salvation. And so making this even more relevant, ask yourself, what has been changing in our world today compared to a year ago, you and I know that the Prophet, may peace be upon him, is reported to have told us that if you go through a whole three days without changing, without moving forward, you've stepped back. In a way that's commonly understood is that if you have not acquired knowledge and you have not acted upon the knowledge you've acquired over the course of three days, then you have taken a step back. But compare if three days is too short of a period of time or the beginning of break being too short of a period of time, compare yourself today with a year ago. What has changed in our society? In this world, we have the ongoing situations, whether we talk about Palestine, whether we talk about Syria, whether we talk about Somalia, whether we talk about Nigeria, whether we talk about Kashmir, and so forth and forth and so forth and so on. 
At the very least, we are still getting the day-to-day -day reminders that when it is time to be called back by the divine, your time will come. And at least statistically speaking, from a Dunyawi perspective, you and I know that in so many parts of the world, people are being called back earlier than what we would expect. And in some cases, it is so common that we don't even hear about it in the news anymore. But at the very least, when you hear of bloodshed, whether it's taking place overseas or a few blocks away from here, at the very least, at the very, very least, take it as a reminder of your inevitability facing your judgment because other people have been called before you or I. But what else is taking place in our society, my beloved brothers and sisters? Looking back, we've made it through almost a full year of the current presidency. I'm not here to talk politics, but to talk about the sentiments that take place in our community. In the work that I do up north, the students went through a whole range of emotions from, last, from the last presidential election through winter break, through the inauguration, through February, March, and April, and it was almost easy to figure out what were the pinpoint big issues. That through the course of break, it was anxiety upon anxiety. What is going to happen to us? To the point that students were coming to my office literally crying in fear in the days leading up to the inauguration. And then when we got into February and we had talks about a Muslim ban, that fear was turning into even greater anxiety that all the things we preach about, the doom, are now coming to pass. But then they started transforming from anxiety into faith problems, where people began coming to my office over and over again saying, I don't know what I believe anymore. Perhaps there's a relationship between what was happening in our society, perhaps not. But at the very least, you get the sense that people were getting more and more tired of having hope. But then as we got to March and April, a severe increase of suicide ideation. Some of it relates to some shows that were on Netflix. Some of it relates to what was taking place in our society. But a surge, not just among our Muslim population, but among non-Muslim populations throughout the country, of people who are speaking of ending everything or even attempting. But then when we began the school year in up north, at Loyola, it seemed as though everyone was just exhausted. Everyone was numb. And so ask yourself, what is your sentiment based on what has been taking place in our society today versus a year ago? Where are you in the confidence or lack of confidence that you have in terms of the processes of our society? Because then what you will find is that probably has an impact on the next two questions. What is the nature of your relationships themselves with each other, with friends, with family? And what is the nature of your relationship with Allah? Meaning what? When you lift up your hands in supplication to Allah today, are you reading the same script that you were a year ago? Is there more hope in what you're saying? Is there more resignation and what you're asking for. You and I may not have control over what is happening globally. You and I may not have control over what is happening in our nation, but you can influence what's happening in your heart. You can make those choices. Well, ask yourself, even comparing with a year ago, what is the condition of all the different aspects of your person, starting with the quality and the quantity of your prayers? 
today with a year ago. Your fasting, today with a year ago. Your charity, today with a year ago. And at this point, every time I mention this, I'd like to remind ourselves that even smiling is a sadaqah that nobody ever wants to give to the khatib. But taking this point a step further, my beloved brothers and sisters, how much of you are different than what you were a year ago? A year ago? Because that will also give you an answer of what you will be a year from now. And that will also give you an answer of what you will probably be five years from now. Because more than likely, unless you and I are taking active, active efforts to transform ourselves internally, then we are relying upon external factors to transform us. And what are the external factors for most of you? That'll probably be when you have a full-time job or when your curriculum changes, when you get into grad school, med school, beyond, or beyond that, or when you have life changes, either related to birth or marriage or death. Those external factors will then force us to change. So we have a narration attributed to Rumi, Molana Rumi, where he is saying that the human self is like a wild animal that needs to be domesticated. And put that into simple language, what are we saying? Either I can go through life day after day on autopilot, or I can seize and take control of this being that is myself. With what goal? With transformation. And what is the goal of transformation for? The best, not only on the next side, but only also on this side. So then what are some of the big issues today when the students are coming to me with faith problems? Why should I believe in this? Why should I believe in that? For the past 10 years, Almost every year, the number one question was, how do I reconcile free will and predestination? That is something too large for a khutbah to answer that question. That is too large for an encyclopedia of books to answer that question. But that touches into something which I'll get into in just a moment. But the other question is just simply, why should I care? Now, most of you are here on an ice-cold Friday, which means you do have some degree of concern whether it is about your own salvation, whether it is even about your own prayers, or your love for the divine, or even following the model of the prophet, may peace be upon him. But as you and I know that almost every Muslim community, whether we speak of MSAs or local Islamic centers, the people who come for Friday prayers in the middle of the day is a tiny percentage of the entire community there. And many people know they should care. But so many undergrads in particular have been asking me this past year, why should I care? So I'm asking you, mashallah, the best and brightest of our community, to ask yourself, how would you answer that question for other people? Why do I need a system of beliefs? I'm not going to give you my answers. I'm putting the responsibility on yourselves to give those answers to other people. But another point to think about, when we explore our relationship with the divine, when we seek to get deeper in our relationship with the divine, we are having a resurgence of something that was missing in our Chicagoland community, at least, for quite some time, and this is the appreciation for teachers. Those people who have gone the path who can help me prevent myself from reinventing the wheels. Again, Referring back to Rumi, he speaks about going through life with or without a teacher. That if you go through life without a teacher, if you go through your dean without a teacher, it's as though you're spending 120 years for a two-day journey. 
So one thing that is increasing on the positive side is the appeal towards experts. If at the very least it's someone who's just older, who's walked around the block a few times. And what I'm asking in there, related to your question, related to the question, what is your relationship with Allah? What is the strength of your relationships with each other? Starting with your family members, extending into your friends. If I were to ask you how many of you have over 100 social media friends, maybe many of you would raise your hands. How many of you have over 1,000? Some of you would raise your hands. But the question I'm asking is how many friends do you have in your life that if they needed your help, you would stop what you were doing and show up to help them? And how many friends do you have in your life that if you needed help, they would stop what they were doing and help you? Those are the real questions. Because the social media is more a matter of performance. Here we're talking about those people who value your well-being as something synonymous with their own well-being. But how does this relate to faith? Because what I found anecdotally over and over again is that the students who are struggling most with questions of faith or questions of purpose, they also seem to have the least number of tight, close friends. They may know thousands of people online. They may know every reference to pop culture, but are not privileged with that person-to-person -person interaction. So what am I saying, my beloved brothers and sisters? Anecdotally, at the very least, I'm noticing that there's a direct correlation between how close you are, how much of your heart you have placed in the hearts of other people, and how many hearts of other people are in your own self with how close are you to the divine. Or to make it enough, from another perspective, how stable are you in your relationship with the divine? Or are you falling in and out of faith day after day, week after week, month after month? The more tight friends you have, more likely, the more stable you will be. Of course, this assumes that the friends you have are upright. That the friends are for you like blacksmiths? No. That the friends are for you like perfume salesmen. But what is the overall point, my beloved brothers and sisters? For you and I to take a look at ourselves over the past year to help figure out who we will be if Allah intends to give us that life, who we will intend to be a year from now. Is now me being on the wrong side, as some of my friends say, of my 40s, and may Allah bless those who are even older, as well as all of you young people, that you'll see at the speed a year goes by right now, pretty soon three years will go by that fast. Pretty soon 10 years will go by that fast. And ask yourself, how much are you expecting to be different than the person you are now? If you do not seize and take control of yourself. So now, one of the starting places is to turn back to Allah even further and seek forgiveness. So now let us make a moment and ask for forgiveness for him. We express our praise and gratitude to Allah Ta'ala. We seek blessings upon the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and many more and many more. 
My beloved brothers and sisters, when you and I are studying at a place like this, so much of what we study are theories of what are the best way to live, what are the best ways to be. This is so much of what we find in the humanities. Whether we're speaking about the old dead white guys from Europe or whether we're speaking about the people that they're quoting over and over again, it's theories of life, how life works, and then what is the best way to live. This is also what religion provides or claims to provide. And so a question that I have for you, when we speak from the perspective of community, moving beyond my relationship with my creator, moving beyond my relationship with my friends and my family, my relationship with community, it seems over and over again that one of the places that as a community, our community keeps falling short, is not only in showing up for people when they're in need, but in providing a people to place where they can come to and just be. Think about it. When we speak of the followers of the Prophet, may peace be upon him, we call them Sahaba. It is not our tradition to call them disciples. They are his students, of course. May Allah be pleased with each and every one of them. They're his companions. And so on the one hand, we are growing in this appreciation for teachers to teach us But what I'm suggesting, speaking specifically to you, not as an indictment, but as a sense of responsibility, is that you and I have to figure out how to provide community where people can just be. That so much of your learning of Dean does not have to come from texts, but just from being together softening your hearts with each other. So I raised one question about your circle of friends. How many of your friends will show up for you? How many will you show up for? But then take it a step further. How many environments do you have that may include time for prayer, that may include time for learning, but you're just together? Decompressing. Chatting about life. When we look at so many of the narrations of the Prophet, may peace be upon him, when he is with the companions after Fajr prayer, when he's with the companions on a Thursday morning, what have you, and what do we see in the conversations over and over again? Maybe a small lesson, but more often it's conversation. And one of the challenges of modernity is how you and I all get disconnected from each other, where we become our own individual bubbles, and social media only contributes to that further. You know, especially when we're carrying things like this, our universe walks along with us. So what I'm suggesting is to take a look at how much time you spent in the past year just hanging out. In halal ways. And see if you can increase the quality and the quantity of that as well. Where you don't have to be in performance mode. Where you can be yourself. Because those will be the moments you'll remember much more when you leave this place. Because those will be where you really develop the bonds with the people that you're sitting with right now in prayer that that you will value 10 years from now, 20 years from now, and beyond. So what are we saying? Look at what's happening globally. Look at what's happening nationally. But more specifically, looking at the things you can control. Number one, what is the condition of your relationship with Allah in your heart? Measured at least two ways. One is in the nature of your du'a, your confidence in it. What do you say? 
Do you expect that he's there? Do you expect that he's listening? Do you expect that he's there, he's listening, and he's answering? Do you expect that he's there, he's listening, he's answering to your satisfaction? That's your choice. And then those things that are also quantifiable, like the quantity and quality of your prayers, your charity, your fasting. And make it your goal that even if you increase by only one subhanAllah for 2018, that's still an increase over last year. So that when you get to 2019, you can look at this person and say, I've improved on X, Y, Z. When you get to 2022, I've improved on such and such aspects of life. Continuous quality improvement. And then from there, look at your relationships. Think about why the Sahaba became Sahaba. May Allah be pleased with that. For some, definitely. It was the belief system that was being offered, the purity of what was being offered, the truth of what was being offered. But I'd suggest for you to consider how much of it was the simple person who is sharing the truth itself. The company of being in the Prophet's company, may peace be upon him. So looking from that perspective, look at your own paradise. You know, I love asking people of different ages, what is your paradise going to be like? What would you like it to be like? And when I ask eighth graders, it always involves destruction. <laughs> I'm going to have the power to take these two planets and make them crash into each other. Right? When I ask people who are in their 70s, they don't want to talk about it yet. But ask what your paradise is like. So imagine you're in this lush forest. And you come to this home. And it's the home of one of your loved ones who in dunya right now you've lost. And you're seeing them again. And you can see their smiles again. And you can feel the love that they have for you again. And that increases your love for them and your love itself. And then they take you to their neighbor. And imagine if that neighbor is the prophet, may peace be upon him. So what I'm saying, my beloved brothers and sisters, ultimately when we're speaking about transformation, we are speaking about being the best of this world. That is part of our deen. But I'm saying that you and I have the opportunity to be in the company of the best of the best. So when we're speaking about transformation, the time that we've been given is this clock where we have the door open to find that residency that are waiting for us. It's something you and I can each have. So with that, I remind you of something that Allah Ta'ala tells us about the Prophet, may peace be upon him. And the simple translation is, Indeed, 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 Allah and his angels send blessings upon the Prophet, O you who believed, send blessings upon him. Inna Allah wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala nabi, ya ayyuhaladzina amanu, sallu alayhi. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa baraka sallam. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa baraka sallam. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa baraka sallam. O Allah, we call upon you with all of your names to shower your blessings upon the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and upon his family and upon his companions and extend the blessings and peace upon them all. Rabbana atina fid dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana wa qina adhab al-nar. Our Lord, our cherisher, our sustainer, grant us the best of this life and the best of the hereafter and protect us from the fire. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun. 
والسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله عليه وسلم